The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. July 3rd, 2947, and you are tuned to episode number 161 of the Versecast, a very special bonus content episode of our Star Citizen Gaming Community Podcast. Bonus how, you ask? How? Because this whole thing could be over before you know it. This show, that is. <clears throat> Don't blink. <laughs> we usually manage to fill an hour, but my bet tonight is we're here 15, 20 minutes tops. What do you say, Jimmy? I give it 10. 10. Whew, wow. I better speak... No, I need to speak slowly. Okay. Um, Suffice it to say, we will talk about some things tonight, and then we will be done talking. How you at home will know this has happened is that we will have said our names again, and the nice music will have played. This is Jimmy. You can find me most chatty at... Oh, wait, too soon? (laughs) Just, Just a smidge. Just a smidge. Sorry. We got them. We give them. You decide for yourself. Now, why, bonus, you ask? Why, because, like old Lady Winchester, if I were ever to stop slopping this audio glop into all y'all ear holes, the spirits of the long-since-dead would certainly come flooding back to take me home. And by home, I mean a scary place where there's no ice cream because I didn't do my long division right. You're not doing it right! Why can't you be more like your brother? Wow. Um, are you sure you're not the one on Vicodin? I've seen ordinary people. I guess we know how that worked out, don't we? (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Happy birthday, America! Yes, grab your weenies, grab your buns! Here's hoping no one in your immediate vicinity this week says, Who knew that was flammable? Eloman is standing by. But seriously, a happy and safe 4th of July holiday week to everyone out there that celebrates it. And remember, potato salad is calorie-free until next Sunday at 11.59 p.m. Your results may vary. Don't stick fireworks in your cornhole. (laughs) No. Bad idea. (laughs) I hadn't thought of that one. That's good. Jimmy, how you been? Well, um, three days ago I had all four of my wisdom teeth extracted. Oh my god. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But how are you feeling? Surprisingly not that bad. Um, My face hurts. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, uh, I'm 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 okay. Um, the extractions weren't that bad. Um, the doctor gave me some good pain meds, and I'm um, just kind of uh, trying to take it easy and uh, not overexert my face hole. <laughs> now, did you uh, did you end up going full facial chipmunk? No, surprisingly, uh, my uh, face did not swell up all that bad. Although it could potentially have been hidden behind my rather majestic beard. I'm not sure. It is majestic, and um, I believe it has magic properties. It's true. It's true. Uh, I fear that if I shave it off, um, I will uh, grow a uh, hundred years old in an instant. <laughs> don't do that. No, Please that would be terrible. That. that would be horrible. Also, uh, also got a new puppy. 
Uh, I'm sure you oh, heard yay. him barking in the background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We now have three Italian greyhounds. We're clearly glutton for punishment. Uh, we have Bailey, who is our 11-year-old. Jenkins, who's our two-year-old. And now mm-hmm. Philo, who's our four-month-old. Oh, nice. Nice. And uh, uh, was this something that you were looking to do, or did, uh, did uh, Philo just happen to you? Well, so... We've been talking about getting a um, another dog since Chili Willie passed away. Um, mm-hmm. Our our twelve year old Chihuahua he passed away uh, about six six to eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also been talking about starting to replace all of our IKEA furniture. Our entire house is designed by IKEA yeah. um, with with some more um, higher end pieces. One, you know, one here, one there. Um, just kind of slowly, kind of working on adulting a little bit better. Uh-huh. And, uh, as one does. As one does. And so I had mentioned to uh, my wife, I had said, if we're going to get a puppy, let's do it now, because I don't mind if the puppy chews on and pees on the things currently in our house. Yes. And so we both agreed that that was a, a wise choice, uh, to which he is gleefully chewing on and peeing on things in our house. <laughs> Well, they, they don't tell you at Ikea that everything that they sell actually comes with uh, that Swedish meatball gravy imbued in the plywood. Uh, or, or that everything is measured just slightly different than everything else on the planet. <laughs> Clever, those Ikea. They really are. <laughs> but, uh, but he's doing good. Uh, we've had him now uh, here at the house for about a week. Uh, the other two uh, little dummies have adjusted. Oh, nice. And uh, he's getting there. He hasn't quite figured out... That outside means bathroom, but he has he is in the habit now of going out there. Um, I don't think he's put two and two together yet, but our our incidents in house uh, have greatly reduced in the last couple of days. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, um, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. and we look forward to uh, hearing about uh, about uh, Philo's development over the uh, weeks, months, and years to come. I'm sure he will destroy everything in the house. <laughs> well, then you have to get a new one, and that's fun. That's true. Yes. All right. So any big plans for the holiday day today? Or at least it will be, as was by the time that this comes out. I hate fireworks. Mmm. Do you like barbecue? I like barbecue. As a matter of fact, um, I've got one hand on, uh, on, on a weenie and uh, another hand on uh, my bun. Excellent. You are properly positioned to celebrate. <laughs> no, I um, I don't mind fireworks. It's just it's one of those things where it's like you know you you've seen them, you know, in the course of your life you you've seen them. You know what I mean? It's like there's not mm-hmm. anything new or amazing about a fireworks display. A fireworks display is a fireworks display. Um, but really, mm-hmm. more than anything, um, it, it how upsetting it is for our dogs. Uh, I find oh. I find frustrating. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really, and, and anybody that has a dog knows this, it really freaks dogs out. Um, so yeah, we've got yeah. some medication that we're going to give them tomorrow that will hopefully keep them chill and mellow. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's a bummer to, to see them so panicked all day long. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. It's, um, we've got um, a couple of, uh, of new kittens. This will be their uh, their first uh, Fourth of July, and we're hoping that uh, that they don't. Uh, I think ca- in general, cats don't uh, don't tend to get as nervous about it. But uh, we we have had cats in the past where they're just kind of like whiskey tango foxtrot. What the hell was that? Right, um, right. You know. So um, uh, anyway, but well, here's hoping um, um, a sedate uh, holiday, a sedate and safe holiday uh, for you and yours. Um, ha- have you in, in the course of your life have you ever met fireworks guy? 
No, I don't think I've ever... Describe Fireworks Guy, because maybe I have. Fireworks Guy is that guy that he's usually at a party that you go to at a friend's house, and he's a guy that you never really met before. And uh, about time the sun goes down and it starts to get dark, Fireworks Guy's eyes get really big, and he goes to the trunk of his car, and he brings out, like, mortars and things that cause large pieces of the earth to move. And then he starts cackling, and uh, you run for cover, and then an hour later, it's over. Vinny I Oreo. <laughs> Is he? Vin- yeah. Vinny I Oreo. That was uh, mm. when I was a kid. I grew up in New York. I grew up in Queens. And in the you know late 70s, early 80s, um, fireworks were very unregulated. So cherry bombs, blockbusters, you know, the, the bragging right was, well, you know, a blockbuster is a quarter stick of dynamite. Right. Okay. That seems, Not a video store. Right. That seems safe. Um, you know, it's <laughs> so a lot. <laughs> I would build models all year long with the extent with the expressed desire to blow them up for Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Never mind the flying bits of plastic shrapnel that you know could potentially embed into my face or eyes that you know no. my parents didn't even consider that because again, late seventies. Um, yeah. So every every year, me and my friends would bring all of our models out, and we would take turns blowing them up. If they didn't blow up enough, we would go steal the lighter fluid in the backyard and douse them with lighter fluid and light them on fire. But as the sun went down, uh, Joey Iorio, my my friend and neighbor, uh, his older brother Vinny would uh, go out and go into his trunk and get the special fireworks, the ones that would rattle the neighborhood and potentially cost you know fingers and or limbs. So uh-huh. yes. I did know Fireworks Guy. Uh, uh, Joey, Vinny, these are atypical New York names, aren't they? Yes. uh, You couldn't get much more Italian. As a matter of fact, um, (laughs) Joey and Vinny's mom had a a very large mole on her upper lip with hair growing out of it. Uh, And they had, and I'm not kidding, a velvet painting of a matador uh, successfully dodging a bull. That is awesome. (laughs) <laughs> yes, so um, if you see Fireworks Guy and you're under the age of 30, uh, enjoy. If you're over the age of 30, run! Yeah, or, or laugh when he blows a finger up. <laughs> yes, well, from afar, from a safe distance. Exactly. All right. Well, um, as we said, uh, bonus episode tonight because we uh, we do like uh, we do like being regular. Uh, so um, just uh, there is a few things here we thought we wanted to go through and um, also update um, uh, folks on um, what it is that we've been playing and enjoying as we wait for uh, 3.0 to come. Uh, come soon. Um, and speaking of the 3.0, uh, the latest production schedule report, um, that would be as of Friday the 30th of June, uh, is out. And not a whole lot interesting there. Um, uh, the PTU is still scheduled for sometime around the middle of this month. Um, and then the middle of the live release window is currently set for August 7th. Uh, so um, I think those dates might be a little bit out from the last time we discussed this, but um, you know, the, there's nothing for it, Mr. Frodo. It will be done exactly when it is, in fact, done. So there are, I think, well, as I said, there there are some interesting things, um, and there's some interesting video footage as well. Um, atmospheric flight, um, you know, particle effects, uh, mm-hmm, trails, mm-hmm. all of that stuff uh, is featured in various around the verses that are really cool. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that I found uh, most interesting uh, this week was uh, signal flares. They're they're 
going to be implementing in 3.0 ways for ways for us to find each other, which I mm-hmm. think is a bit helpful. Uh, so the uh, signal flares are something that you would either carry around with you or you might find at, an, at a way station on one of the moons, and you can use that signal flare to uh, let your friends know where you are so they can track you down. It's a lot mm-hmm. of little stuff, and, and we all know we, we're kind of waiting uh, patiently for 3.0 to come out, and there's not really a lot new. They're really kind of just deep diving into things that we've all touched on or that we've all seen before. Uh, so uh, I thought that was interesting, though, and I'm, I'm really curious as to see how effective uh, the signal flares and uh, you know being able to find your friends is going to be out in space and on planet side. Now, did you see the the image uh, that was? I think it's on the uh, com link uh, this week in Star Citizen. The picture of the signal flares. I did. Or of the the flare gun. I did. OMG, how cool looking is that? It is very cool. I'm curious. Um, they've talked a lot about the multi-tool. I'm wondering if we're going to see that in 3.0 Multi-tool. as well. Multi-tool. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, as far as uh, what's in and not in 3.0, I don't have an answer to that. Except to say that um, if you follow the Redacted podcast uh, uh podcast, their channel, uh, Board Gamer put out uh, today a interview with uh, Aaron Roberts. I guess he was over in the UK, did a studio tour, and uh, got um, some interview time with Aaron Roberts. I think it was about, about 30 or 40 minutes that he sat down and talked with Aaron. And I'm only about halfway through it, but I know that Aaron does do some talking about uh, 3.0 and, and all the cool stuff that is uh, upcoming in it and uh, how excited they are. So, um, uh, you know, definitely uh, give that a listen. Uh, very cool to hear uh, when... Uh, I like Aaron a lot. I think he's a, he's a, he's a pretty cool guy. So, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know... Th- one thing that I did hear him say was that mining is going to be in 3.1. Um, so uh, we had we had hoped for some version of it in 3.0, but I'm pretty sure what the, what he said in the context that it was asked indicates that it's not going to be until 3.1. But I know he also did mention that 3.0 is such a huge um, leap forward um, that we uh, that the the, the steps after that 3.1 3.2 etc are going to come much quicker it's getting you know all of all of the uh, the groundwork for those additional uh, uh, bits of content uh, in place first that's going to allow um, the the pace of release to increase um, after that so I think that that's that's very cool well it makes sense I mean if you think about it uh, we saw that with uh, 2.0 uh-huh we're, we're staying tuned for uh, for 3.0, the live release, uh, we're thinking sometime oh, about a month from now, you know, maybe a little bit more. So yeah. anyway, now let me ask you um, predictions. Now we we kind of touch on predictions a little bit here and there uh, every Citizen Con, mm-hmm. and when Citizen Con happens in Germany this year, uh, 3.0 yeah. will have gone live, right? Yeah. So, do you think that we'll actually get a release date for Squadron 42? He talks about that too. Um, Aaron does in the in the interview with Ward Gamer. Um, what he he says is that there will be a schedule released for Squadron Forty Two um, progress. He didn't give a date when the schedule would would be released, but that that is forthcoming. So, in answer to your question, I think that before we get a release date, we're actually going to get a schedule. 
Um, Interesting. Uh, well, yeah. if we're going to have, if 3.0 is going <clears> to <throat> be live, and we've already got a very loose roadmap for um, beyond 3.0, uh, and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that they will go into a deeper dive at uh, CitizenCon, I- I'm just curious as to know what the big announcement will be or what the big show will be. I would assume that we'll see a fair bit of Squadron 42, because remember, it didn't make it uh, last go around. So I would say right. that we will definitely see some uh, actual gameplay uh, for Squadron 42. I think that that's a given. But what is there going to be a big announcement? I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, because remember, before CitizenCon, we're also going to have Gamescom too, which I think right. is about a, a month before that. And that's um, uh, so. And they they typically have uh, something uh, uh, exciting to say there. So um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, we, we'll see. We, and they may not know too, so but and it, which is fine. So, all right. And then uh, the weekly newsletter we received—they uh, just announced the Knox sale, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, the Knox Q and A, which we will also talk about in a little bit. And uh, they mentioned that the Citizen Con tickets um, uh, will go on sale, and that's already happened. And I'm sure, probably by now, it's already sold out. I have not checked, but I'm not going, so I'm not really paying that much attention. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Um, so anyway, blah blah meow meow bam. I don't know what that means, but I'm not entirely sure what that means either. Good. That means we're on the same wavelength. So Jimmy, tell me, what have you been playing? Have you been playing uh, more of the Star Wars Galaxies? I have. Uh, I have been uh, living my best Star Wars Galaxies life. Uh, Otho the Hutt uh, is now a master dancer. Awesome. Uh, he is now a master merchant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otho's Palace, uh, the uh, cantina, is now open for business uh, in Barataria, which is our little smuggler haven uh, out on Rory. Cool. Now, is there a, is that a is there a specific server that people can co meet Otho at? Yeah. So uh, I had mentioned this in the previous show. Uh, I am playing on a a server uh, called uh, well, it's called Empire in Flames. So with the Star Wars Galaxies emulator or the SWG emu, as people call it, uh, there are different kind of factions. You've got the the vanilla, which was kind of the the inception. It's the Star Wars Galaxy em, uh, emulator proper, I guess, if you will, um, which is very much uh, the the what Galaxies was traditionally. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole bunch of different offshoots, um, most of which are uh, part of the uh, pre-CU, which is what we would consider classic Star Wars Galaxies. Now, okay. um, there are other ones out there. For example, you had mentioned to me, you said, what was uh, Star Wars Galaxies uh, Legends? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really familiar with it, but I did a little bit of research, and it seems like uh, Star Wars Galaxies Legends is actually a... Um, a uh, a newer, one of the last iterations of Star Wars Galaxies was okay. uh, basically the death knell of Star Wars Galaxies. Uh, it was changes to the game that were so dramatic and so radical and so far removed from what the game's original intent was that people hated it and they left in droves. Well, apparently, somebody thought that that was a good server to create. And so I haven't done a lot of research, but uh, what little bit I picked up on Reddit and what little bit I picked up in Google search, uh, there is uh, a little controversy in regards to that. There are diehard Galaxy uh, fans or players of the pre-CU, which was Combat Upgrade. There were three different flavors of the game. 
There mm-hmm. was the original Star Wars Galaxies, which is what Empire and Flames, the server I'm playing on, is based on. Uh, the server specifically is Starsider, but the uh, folks that are hosting Starsider are Empire and Flames, and I know this is terribly confusing. <laughs> um, and then there was CU, which was the combat upgrade. This was in the course of the of the game itself when, when it was originally running live through Sony Entertainment and through LucasArts. Uh, you had uh, the original Galaxies, which is basically all these different professions I had mentioned previously, 30-some-odd different professions that you can mix and, and match and blend different skill sets to really kind of create your own character and live in the universe. Um, everything's craftable. Uh, you could literally be a moisture farmer. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> Uh, I want that. Yeah, if you pick up Surveyor, uh, you can go out and find the best resources for water, drop a uh, moisture evaporator, and farm water. <laughs> uh, you know. I'm a, oh, that sounds exciting. <laughs> um, and then Combat Upgrade came along, uh, and I touched on this in the previous show. Uh, Combat Upgrade had come along, and what had happened with that was they changed some of the mechanics in the game. Uh, and they took things like spice out of the game because spice, in all, for all intents and purposes, is a drug. And LucasArts was not very happy about that. Uh, mm. There were people; people were not happy about those changes. Uh, and then Sony got panicked when World of Warcraft came out, and they completely changed the game to this new gameplay mechanic, NPG, uh, new gameplay, whatever. I don't remember, and I don't care. But it was terrible, and um, and people left in droves. They homogenized the game. They took away the ability to mix and match professions. They boiled it down to, like, you could be a Jedi like Luke Skywalker, or a smuggler like Han Solo, or a bounty hunter like Boba Fett. And that wasn't really the reason why people played the game. They played the game because they wanted to live in that universe. So... Star Wars Legends, the one that you had mentioned to me, is basically a a server that represents the last iteration of the game. And if you go on Reddit, of course, there are people like, oh my god, this is sacrilege, how could you even like do this, these people are terrible, and and again, I don't pretend to know a whole lot about the server specifically, but, you know, there were people that that enjoy it, and there are people that hate it. Uh, Right. Most people that played Star Wars Galaxies hated it. So, mm-hmm. um, so like I said, the, there are a lot of different offshoot servers. Basically, um, the true Star Wars Galaxies emus or emulator uh, made the, the code available to everybody. So there are mm-hmm. other people that have created their own servers, and that is where Empire and Flames comes from. Uh, and Empire and Flames is doing their own development for the game. Uh, for example, one of the things that they did that was not part of original Star Wars Galaxies was that they allowed four players to create any race based on any of the NPCs that already existed in the game. Nice. Uh, in the original version, you could not be a hut. Uh, so one of the things that drew me to Empire and Flames was, oh, I could be a hut. That sounds ridiculous and silly, and I can't wait to give it a try. <laughs> I want to be a giant slug. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. A dancing slug, no less. Exactly, and and boy does he dance. <laughs> Basically, uh, so yeah, so there are a lot of different servers out there. Um, I'm curious as to see if uh, Empire and Flames uh, continues to grow. There's a really active community. I'm, I'm curious to see if it um, continues to develop. Uh, they're talking about uh, different release uh, patches that are coming downstream, uh, one of which will be implementing Jedi in-game. 
uh, another of which will be uh, eventually an underground expansion and a galactic civil war expansion. So I'm excited to see how the game, uh, how, the, how a 15 year old game continues to develop. It's just got this huge cult following. So I'm having a lot of fun. Um, I also have a smuggler in game as one does. He's kind of the, the mm-hmm. money maker. And uh, he is now a master smuggler, a master pistolier, and I'm currently uh, training up in fencing and uh, Terraskazi, which is unarmed combat. Uh, and what I'm really doing with those two professions is I'm trying to up my uh, stats on defenses. I'm trying to get pluses in defense versus knockdown, plus pluses in um, def- uh, ranged combat defenses uh, or pluses in melee combat, uh, all of which will lend to your overall stats and make you more durable in-game. Um, well, you know, I, I, under, I understand that uh, that Star Wars Legends may not be, you know, your cup of tea, but, um, you know, this week they're having fashion wars. It's true, they are. And it was... Uh, I, it, I heard I heard it in your voice. Yeah. I heard you just... Very excited. <laughs> um, now, tell me, how, how long ago did, um, did this start happening? I mean, when did they release the code and how long ago... How long has this been going on? Because it seems like um, I've seen this in a number of places now. Um, uh, so it could be just that, that we had mentioned it and uh, so folks that are have a similar interest had, had repeated or... Uh, added additional comments, but it, it, has this been going on for a couple of years, or is this oh, something relatively new? Far, far more than a couple of years. Uh, Empire in Flames is a relatively new server. It went online, uh, I think, about six six ish weeks ago. Uh, so, but the original emulator has been in development for years and years and years and years. Um, oh, okay. I, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong here. It's they started working on that code shortly after they changed the game mechanics. So Star Wars Galaxies was still live, but people were so angry that they had uh, changed the game so dramatically that they had already started working on the code. I I believe it was four years into the game, into the game's life cycle. And the game, if I remember correctly, had a few more years left before they actually finally shut it down. But the emulator had continued to to move forward uh, with progress and then it had gone live I had tried the emulator probably about four years ago and mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed it it was cool but at the time they were still in development they were still resetting the servers uh, and so for me that that game is a lot of fun but it's very very deep and it's very time consuming and if you're going to put the time in to develop a character you don't want to deal with server resets Right. So I had decided I was like, you know what, it's cool, and it was kind of a nice trip down memory lane. But I, I'm I'm not going to spend the time doing this, uh, and then went off and did a bunch of other stuff. Um, now that the emulator proper has been live and stable for some time, and a few other people have picked up the game and have developed uh, different kind of branches of the game, some old, some new. Uh, this particular server just caught a bunch of my older gaming friends' attention. Uh, they liked that the fact that they had liked the fact that the timeline was set shortly after the Battle of Endor, mm-hmm. uh, which was very different from the original game. Uh, the changes that they made to the game in Empire and Flames were very smart. Uh, the way that they changed some of the combat mechanics was uh, was smart. The fact that they unlocked a whole bunch of uh, non-player characters was really cool. So it was a server that kind of drew all of my friends. And so recently. You know, when I started talking about this, like I said, four or five weeks ago, uh, they were like, hey, you should come check this server out. And so I said, all right. So I went and checked it out and got hooked again, and I've been having fun ever since. 
Cool. Now, um, uh, so you've, you've put quite a bit of time into this, and as we were just talking, 3.0 is coming pretty soon. Are you, are you going to be torn when that happens? No. I have purposely set myself up in Star Wars Galaxies to be able to maintain my cantina uh, mm-hmm. when 3.0 goes live. Uh, basically, you have maintenance fees on any structures that you have in Galaxies. Um, I now have 85 days of maintenance paid into all of my structures. Um, My goal before 3.0 goes live is to have 360 days worth of maintenance paid into all of my structures so that I can just log into Galaxies. Uh, Ultimately, Star Wars Galaxies is just a trip down memory lane. Um, Mm -hmm. I like having the smuggler. I like going out and and pew-pewing, but it's it's not Star Citizen. Uh, for mm-hmm. a whole host of reasons, um, you know, and there's a, a realism in Star Citizen, not just visually, but also the way that the game feels. The game feels much more alive, uh, and, and it, it is the game I'm obviously waiting to play. Star Wars Galaxies was that for me 15 years ago. So I'm enjoying Galaxies for what it is now, which is I got to drop a cantina, I'm getting to decorate that cantina, I'm going out through the galaxy finding odd, weird, cool things to add to my cantina. Uh, But ultimately, you know, when 3.0 comes out, I'll be back in Star Citizen 110%, and I'll be popping in uh, into Star Wars Galaxies from time to time. Uh, Another thing that entertainers uh, can do, uh, for example, like Oath of the Hutt, is... Characters will, will earn battle fatigue over time. They'll also take damage over time. Uh, so I have recently just left him AFK and mm-hmm. set up a macro to where he is, uh, you know, dancing and performing. And I'll just let it run all day. And people will go into our city and they'll go in and they'll get healed up by Otho and they'll give him tips or whatever and they'll take off. Um, I, I find that infinitely amusing. Uh, I've also written a couple of scripts where he welcomes people when they walk in and gives them hugs and he's a very eccentric, weird little hut. So, <laughs> you know, that to me is fun. You know, sitting yeah, sitting at my yeah. desk for an hour or two and developing a macro script for Otho is cool. And so I'm looking forward to, you know, once 3.0 is out, once we're, we're really deep diving back into Star Citizen, uh, I'm looking forward to just having Otho and having the cantina there for when I want that fix. So you'll have, uh, this sounds like this will be a, a good sort of long-term uh, fallback for the ebbs and flows of uh, Star Citizen development up to launch, perhaps even. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, if they nice. continue to develop it, uh, if if the Galactic Civil War patch does come out, uh, if the community continues to thrive and grow, I'll absolutely continue playing. Uh, my Smuggler is a very viable combat character, uh, you know, and, and I love the theory crafting aspect of Star Wars Galaxies, you know, whereas Star Citizen is, you know, you have to develop the Twitch based skill set to be a good pilot um, or to be good at first person shooting. Star Wars Galaxy is a little bit more theory crafting. You know, uh, I want to get my pluses to defenses up. I want to get uh, mm-hmm. my pluses versus dodge or my pluses versus knockdowns. And so there's a theory crafting element to Galaxies. And there's also a, um, a kind of a Minecraft element to Galaxies in a way, in that everything is craftable, everything is placeable. Uh, you can, you know, I have decorated my cantina top to bottom exactly how I want to decorate my cantina. 
Uh, so cool. I really enjoy that. Um, it's one of the things I'm really looking forward to with 3.0 when they kind of take the chains off of where you can put stuff down. Uh, the, Mo- mm-hmm. the Moby Glass expansion, uh, character customization, all of these things really speak to me, and they're things that um, I really loved about Galaxies. So Galaxies trip down memory lane. I'll pop in from time to time, and I'll still have fun with that, but my heart is still very much uh, Star Citizen because, in my opinion, as I've said before, it is an evolution of that concept uh, of game, that really truly open world, go anywhere, do anything, no real linear story, be what you want to be in a universe type of game. One small step for a hut, one giant leap for hut kind. It's true. It's true. And he shimmies like nobody else. <laughs> All right. Well, so we'll uh, we'll put links in the show notes again because uh, I'm guessing uh, it's good to like foster more interest in uh, in the emulator so that more people are playing and the, the community continues to grow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and as I mentioned before, it, it you have to have the original your original starter discs. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. the the long and the short of it is. You install your original game discs. You go to uh, the Star Wars Galaxy emulator proper, the the original one. Uh, You install their client and their patcher, and then you can either play that one or you can go and find one that that better or more interests you. In this case, Empire in Flames is where I am. And then you go over there and you install their client, which is pinned to the original emulator client, and then you just go ahead and play. So the only catch is you've got to have the original discs. If you've got the original discs, or if you're really interested in playing, you can find them online. They're not terribly expensive. Buy them on eBay. Uh, and uh, jump yeah. in and, yeah, have fun. It's it's a great game. It's a dated game, but it's a great game. And there's a reason why uh, it has had such a... Conti- why it's had a continued life and why it is such a cult uh, favorite. Cool. All right, well... Very exciting, very exciting, and and cool that because uh, I have many fond memories myself. Of course, unfortunately, I, I don't have a whole lot of extra time. I have no extra time, uh, but I would I would love to jump in and check uh, check that out with you. Uh, but um, instead, I've been uh, in the little bit of time I've had to play. I've been playing uh, Pulsar Lost Colony. Yeah, so some of us guys with ships uh, we've been uh, it's been playing this it, it's sort of new new it's new to some of us um, some of us have been in from uh, from much earlier in its development and uh, it's currently it's called pulsar lost colony 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 <clears throat> does it, and does it, it is echo like that when, when you play it does it does <laughs> I promise really um, and potato salad is calorie free until the 29th at midnight. Um, it is on Steam Summer Sale through July 5th for $16. So that's, that's very reasonable. And after that, it's only $25. Um, when I bought mine, it was I paid full price, Jimmy, $24.99. Um, and, uh, but here is my elevator pitch. Yes, a cooperative space exploration game for one to five players. A randomized galaxy to explore alone and or with friends. Everyone plays an important role on the ship. And there are teleporters. Yep, you can leave the ship, explore stations and planets, discover new and interesting places and critters. You can shoot anything that scares you. Portions of the preceding paragraph were pleasantly plagiarized. That's a lot of peas. Five classes, Jimmy. There are five classes of player in the game. Um, one of each. One of each of which is what makes up a full crew. Now, those classes are the captain. 
Um, nearly every major decision of a voyage falls into the captain's hands. With clear communication and resolve, the captain must be the link that coordinates the actions of the entire crew. As the captain determines the route the crew will take, through both the galaxy itself and the hard choices they encounter, success is more often than not a reflection of his or her leadership. Um, so, Jimmy, the other night, uh, uh, was playing with our, our friend Wolf. He was playing captain. And now I've not been able yet in, in, in the, the time that I've been in game, been able to locate the salad bar. Uh, but there must be one there because, um, Wolf kept sending out shipwide alerts that he wanted his salad to be tossed. I was going to say, I, I'm I'm very surprised that uh, Wolf uh, did not offer his salad for the tossing. <laughs> no, no, he did. He wanted his salad to be tossed, is what he said. It's it's an exceptional salad. I couldn't find it. It just needs a little tossing. It does. I looked everywhere. Diversity of gameplay. It's what's for dinner. Um, next up, the pilot. Now, the pilot is responsible for flying the ship. And if you can't tell, I am reading this from the uh, no, the couldn't description. couldn't tell. I, and I don't think anybody out there listening can tell either. So continue. That's right. If you if you borrow from me, you've borrowed at least twice. The pilot is responsible for flying the ship and navigating across sectors of space. Through management of different flight controls, a pilot must maneuver the ship through debris, position it effectively during combat, and align it to the next sector for warp. Despite various flight styles in the field, most pilots become one with their ships and make them extensions of themselves. Now, I like playing pilot. Um, um, It's uh, definitely one of my top five favorite classes. Seems very Star Trek-y. See, because there's five classes, so it's one of right. Favorite. One of your favorite five, yeah. I'm I'm watching the video right now. It seems very Star Trekky. It is a very um, a reminiscent of the Artemis Bridge Crew Simulator, and also um, uh, some things in uh, common with uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew, right. uh, which the VR game. Which just did you ever play that? I know um, no. uh, your wife has it and um, was encouraging you to give it a try. I would like to. Uh, the new puppy has actually kind of crushed uh, gameplay in general uh, the last, uh, last uh, couple of weeks. Mm. The, the new puppy has not eaten the PS4, has it? No, we, we have uh, been taking turns following the puppy around the house to make sure that he does not uh, soil our uh, our floors. Oh, good, 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 good. All right, so um, then there's the scientist. Scientists provide the crew with medical assistance and information about their current environment as they possess superior technological prowess. Scientists have the responsibility of overseeing sensor sweeps, ship security, the breaching of enemy firewalls, and research. Furthermore, their skills are invaluable when developing strategies or exploring alien planets. Planet, planets. Planets, huh? Planets. Planet. Now, <laughs> planet. <laughs> The medic in me really likes this class, but I've not had a chance uh, to play it uh, much yet, so I'm, um, I'm, uh, I can't really say if, if I enjoy it. Although I should mention um, that you can, it's, like I say, it's for one to five players, so you can log in. You have, to, you have to have a captain. All the other roles can be done by AI bots. So you can, you can 
uh, uh, play the game by yourself, which I think is actually kind of a cool way to learn how all the different stations work. Okay. Uh, be- because uh, you can, though you have an AI bot and there's an actual bot that shows up in the game on the bridge with you, um, though you can have a bot um, uh, manning that station, you can give that bot commands and you can also uh, run over there and override stuff yourself as the captain. So it's, uh, it's very flexible in that way. Uh, next up, the weapons specialist. Guns, turrets, nukes. The weapons specialist manages them all, operating lasers and missiles and any other combat-related technologies. Weapon specialists have the greatest direct impact in battle, and their aim can gently sway the outcome of a fight. Or, or greatly, actually. Greatly sway. Not, you wouldn't gently sway. That would be more like a tree. Gently sway the outcome of a fight, huh? Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Apart from ship-to-ship combat, weapons specialists are also crucial in shipboarding and investigations of hostile environments. Now, um, Jimmy, not being the pew-pew guy myself, this class may be my least favorite, but our friend Turd seems to like it. Uh, He is all the time by himself at the weapons station polishing the missiles. Mm, He is a good missile polisher. (laughs) <laughs> different strokes, different folks. Some people And then peace. finally <laughs> get, get, get. the engineer. The engineer keeps the ship running in addition to charging the warp drive and manning the startup switchboard. Engineers must continually maintain and repair vital ship systems as well as control ship power flow to prevent overheating. Engineers make the most out of a reactor's capabilities and balance power allocation for the greatest possible output. Now, I played a bunch of engineer the other night, and it was really, really fun. And uh, it took a little while to figure some stuff out, but once I kind of got the hang of of the stuff that I needed to do between each jump and and, uh, managing uh, uh, output while managing the reactor to get the most output without having it overheat, uh, it uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and that, and also, again, I'll point out that um, though you can play it by yourself, it is so much more fun to play with a friendly group of friends, friendly friend friends, you know, kind of like those guys with ships. Because uh, especially if, if folks know a little bit about the game, then because it's really easy to demonstrate to other people how to do stuff in the game. You know, it's like I was playing with uh, Sorian and Avi and Wolf and uh, and Turd the other night, and uh, and uh, Sorian and Avi have been playing this game uh, a lot longer uh, than I have. And so if I had a question about, hey, how do I do this? Not only could Sorian tell me how to do it, but he could also come over and have his character do it for me. Oh, nice! And and dem- and demonstrate that way. So it, it's uh, it's very it's very friendly, you know, sort of learn learning friendly in that way. Sure. Um, okay, so those are the, the five uh, player classes, and this is all co-op. There's no, you know, there's no playing against other other player characters, uh, which I I prefer myself. Um, so there are also, in addition to five classes, there are five factions, and so you know what that means. No, it doesn't actually mean anything. But twice a certain say anything. there. Which <laughs> you see, you're, you're, you're always one step ahead of uh-huh. me. Um, the five factions, the first is the Colonial Union. Uh, the Colonial Union spans numerous galaxies and operates as a multi-species administration with a focus on exploration and diplomacy. So we've got some lore going on here. The WD Corporation uh, is the biggest producer of advanced weaponry. It owns the largest private fleet as well as a vast majority of tri- tritium. Tritip, tritipium. You see, I'm thinking barbecue. Mm. It's tritium. That's probably not make a good sandwich. Tri, tritipanium. 
tritibanium mining facilities. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't care how much mustard you put on there. If you, if it came out of the ground, it's probably not going to taste good. Great for flying a ship. Also, great on a bun. Because of its uncompromising tendencies and persistent evasion of the law, WD has been the instigator of countless conflicts over the years. I, I think this is actually the starting faction, or at least it's the faction that I have ended up in in the, 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 uh, the times that I have played. The next faction, very cool, the Alliance of Gentlemen. Flavor text. No one knows how or when the Alliance was founded. Some speculate it flourished from a group of colonial Union exiles who formed their own underground society. Others say it came about naturally from a network of criminals working together to turn a profit in the black market. Jimmy, it's got you got you all over it. Um, wherever its origins are rooted, the Alliance of Gentlemen has accrued a massive following over the centuries, its activities spreading to multiple galaxies. Very cool, but my current favorite and the one I want desperately to belong to is the Fluffy Biscuit Company. Really? <laughs> really? That That's... Really? It's a thing! It's a thing! In 3102 UE, I don't know what it, what, what the heck a UE is, but um, apparently it's a long time, long time ago in a galaxy far, far from now, or something like that. The Fluffy Biscuit Company was first established as a wholesale biscuit delivery service with one goal spread warm, buttery biscuits across the reaches of space. Over the years, the company's business skyrocketed, and its signature biscuits rapidly became an intergalactic sensation. Now, who doesn't love a warm, fluffy biscuit, Jimmy? Uh, I, I, communists? <laughs> With no more odor than a warm biscuit. See, because Anthony Hopkins is my own personal El Wapo. Okay. Hey, you guys! Fair. We haven't had a we haven't had a Three Amigos reference for a while, so I had to put that in there. Mm-hmm. Got, gotta love the, hey. the Three Amigos. Ha-ha, ha-ha. And then finally, the Polytechnic Federation. No flavor text yet for this one because it is in development. Um, but um, I don't see how it can be better than biscuits. No, I don't think anything. Which is another great band name. Yeah, don't you think? Everything's better with biscuits. Yeah. yeah. But would that now? Would you think that'd be bluegrass or alt country or y'alternative, as they called it? Um, I would say that that's solidly in the bluegrass genre. I think you're probably right. I just like saying y'alternative. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, though extremely cool and fun to play with friends, uh, into every barrel a little trout must fall. So it's fun. It's cheap. It's cheap, and it's fun. Uh, the interaction with the different class stations is immersive and interesting, and I suspect, and this is a major part of why I like it, is going to be useful for developing skills for uh, the Star Citizen, for those of us that need that sort of training. And I don't know if you've noticed, but we have uh, salad tossing and fluffy biscuits, so oh, there is humor. And missile polishing. Let's not forget and missile polishing. No, no, no. We would never leave turd behind. Leave no turd behind. <laughs> A smoothly waxed and properly buffed missile is an efficient missile. It is, yes, it, and a happy one. It's true. All right, and um, and there seems to be enough variety of stuff to do, or at least I'm not feeling close to getting bored. Uh, that I think the, the replayability on this is not going to be insignificant. So, bottom line, we get some spaceships, we got some friends, we got places to go and things to do. Bam. Winning! Now, the graphics and the gameplay uh, seemed a little uh, sketchy. The, 
Yes, yes. It um, uh, very low five visuals. I would say I would nah probably you know I, and I haven't seen the the Star Wars Galaxies emulator, but I would say on par with that. So we're talking about a fifteen year old game. You know the the, the graphics are are, are kind of like on par with that. Um, well, I would say from watching the video that the Galaxies uh, graphics might actually be a little bit better. I would not argue. I would not argue. Um, and I don't know if they're planning on doing anything about that in the future. Um, so, you know, if, if that's... And I know for a lot of people, that's a, that's, um, that's a deal breaker. Um, for me, you know, if the gameplay is, is, is good... Because it was like, I don't know, back in the day, if you played um, Unreal... Because um, what was it? Was it Unreal 2? Which, which Unreal was it that came out right before... Um, Quake 3. Well, I mean, I think ultimately, really, I, I mean, I only pointed it out because I was watching the video, but I think ultimately what matters is if you have fun playing the game. I mean, you know, going back yeah. to Galaxies, it is a 15-year-old game, and the graphics are 15 years old, but I'm having fun. So ultimately, if it's good gameplay, uh, that's the thing, great graphics and crappy gameplay, you're not going to play the game for very long. Really good gameplay and mediocre to crappy graphics, you might be playing the game a little bit longer because there's, there's more to do. You're, you're your interest is kept longer. Yeah, no, I, I am totally in agreement, and, and I am the same kind of gamer as you in that regard. Uh, but I think that there are some people that uh, they dump thousands of dollars into building the, the absolutely top-end PC that they can, and a major thing that determines uh, which games they want to play and do spend their time playing uh, has to do with the graphic fidelity. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and and that's that's perfectly fine if that's if that's what you're if that's what you're into and what uh, you know makes you happy absolutely. Um, so anyway, so just saying if 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 you're of that latter camp, you you don't need a um, uh, a massive uh, monster on your desk to uh, to run this thing. Um, it does. It has VR support. Um, there have been some VR issues. I've not played it in VR yet, um, though. Uh, Sorian was uh, playing it. Uh, I think Sorian and Avi have both played it in VR. They did have a recent patch which helped uh, address some of the issues that they were experiencing. And I, I think Sorian said that it was, though it was much better. There's still a few things to uh, to iron out. Um, it's done. The engine that they used is Unity, which I guess um, uh, has has its own inherent challenges, I guess, as, as any engine would. Okay. Um, and speaking of the development part, it is being developed by a, I think it's a two-member team. It's a, it's a very small team. I, th- I think it might be a, a, a pair of brothers that, oh, that's that are cool. doing this. It is very cool, but, you know, the thing that kind of scares me about um, about uh, that is, like, the situation with Artemis um, Bridge Simulator. It was. It's one guy. It was, it's one guy, and there were like periods of time where there was stuff that was really broken, and there wasn't a patch for months and months and months and months because like the guy had a job and a family and stuff, you know. And so you know, it's really cool to to see the creative vision of a single individual or a small group of individuals. Um, but you know, if it's there, there are potential downfalls. So I mean, that's just that's something that that I made note of. Oh, hey, that's cool, and it must be exciting for them. And, you know, they're probably young and can live on three hours of sleep a night for months at a time. But not forever. Um, so, and it's early access. So I, I don't know. I, I think, I forget what was the last one that I bought that I said, this is absolutely it. I'm never, ever, 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 ever again <laughs> buying another early access game. This is the last early access game. Ooh, what's that one? 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, absolutely, I started thinking about this, and I said, you know what, this is actually a good topic for another show. So Early access, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We could talk about that for an hour by itself. What's attractive about it and, and why um, and, and why I can't seem to find the help I need to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so anyway, bottom line, um, why I like this and would recommend this game uh, to anyone looking forward to Star Citizen group play is because I can easily imagine... Um, when playing this, I can easily imagine the co-op fun we're going to have in Star Citizen. Um, communication is important. Um, sharing the experience is an integral part of it. Um, and uh, this game uh, really affirms for me my affinity for co-op type gameplay. And uh, and you know, and even even with all of its drawbacks, you know, um, well, it doesn't even really have major drawbacks. But you know, with the low fidelity, um, I'm still getting the warms and fuzzies and um, you know, it's somewhat buggy, um, and definitely way less feature-rich um, environment than we are expecting for Star Citizen. So, um, you know what? It just means that Star Citizen is going to be that much more awesomer. So, just do it! So there you go. There are the two games that we are currently playing that have nothing to do with Star Citizen. Yeah, it was actually, while we were recording here, Wolf keeps messaging me, um, saying, well, are we going to play tonight? Are we going to play tonight? So. <laughs> nice. So I'm not the I'm not the only one. I told I told him I might mail him my Star Wars Galaxies discs. There you go. There you go. God, I, you know I don't I have no idea where to even begin looking for mine. You should like go I've find them. Oh, it's, I've got this nightmare. It's called my garage, and if I go out there, I may never come back. All right. So, well, um, before we get out of here, Jimmy, let's talk a little bit about the Knox Concept Sale. Um, it seems that it was a success. On a Happy Hour last week, uh, they mentioned. Uh, that the forum chatter for this ship has been way more positive on average than for any other ship in recent memory. And it looks like they raised uh, over, funds raised last week were over a million dollars, so that's uh, that can't hurt. Wow. Um, yeah. For, so, for a $40 uh, space bike, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of that can be attributed to um, to the Knox, but um, I think it's, it's certainly, um, I cer- certainly uh, uh, some folks were... Uh, were taken by it. Um, I, I checked the Q and A. Um, I didn't see a whole lot in there that I didn't, you know, I didn't think, huh? Well, that, that seems, you know, like duh. Uh, but um, uh, there were um, there were a couple of of, of questions. Um, uh, someone asked if essentially they asked, is it gonna is it cool looking when it turns? And uh, then they said, well, yeah. <laughs> and then this other person asked, does it have a kickstand? Essentially, they asked that. And uh, the answer to this one made me smile. I said, no, the Knox hovers at all times with emergency power. Now, if you've drained even that, it will fall and be sad. So take care of your Knox. <laughs> I get you to smell the Lesnick all over that. It's true. You can. <laughs> so, Jimmy, did you get one? Why or why not? Uh, I did not. Um, I've got uh, a couple of dragonflies, uh, which for my character, you know, ideally, you know, my guy is... Uh, just trying to make his way through the galaxy. He's not super rich. I don't necessarily want to have the greatest and best of everything. Um, I actually really like the dragonfly. I love the Nox. It's really cool. It's really sexy. Um, but I've got dragonflies. Yeah, totally get it. And I think for certain roles, the dragonfly uh, is going to um, uh, be a better choice. Um, but the uh, the Nox is just so cool looking it really um, is it's it's a stunning looking bike uh the um the animations for when you get on and off the the 
I guess what the back protector, the way that the the back kind of comes down across your back, is really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything about the, everything about it is absolutely beautiful. It's really cool, and I love the fact that they are continuing to add these uh, these smaller vehicles to the game. You know, we've now got the uh, Ursa Rover. Uh, the uh, Grey Cat, uh, the Dragonfly, and the Nox. So it's great to see them continuing to expand uh, expand that aspect of gameplay, especially now that we're going to be seeing Planetside in 3.0. Uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. it's a lot of terrain to cover, and you're not always going to want to be on a ship. You know, and I think I think I'd seen somewhere where they had mentioned that some of the either space stations or or habitats, uh, Planetside uh, or Moonside are going to be so large that you are kind of you may want to kind of jet around on um, on a personal vehicle or in a personal vehicle. Yeah, and uh, the Knox uh, is going to be available. I believe it's going to be available for 3.0. So that's uh, that that certainly didn't uh, hurt uh, my decision when I picked up my two pack. Oh, nice. Um, now my thinking. You have dragonflies too, right? Yeah, so I have um, I have two um, significant ships, two large ships. I have the uh, the caterpillar, and then I've got dragonflies for it, and then I've got uh, my endeavor, uh, the uh, the hope class hospital ship. And so I'm um, I'm going to tuck those noxes away in um, next to the between the the band aids and the um, the ungantine, uh, just you know for um, for times when I need to make a quick hop to the quickie mart for those late night gotta have them squishies and meat stick snacks. I thought uh, the wearable armor question was interesting uh, because one of the questions for the Q&A for the Knox was uh, what's the max type of wearable armor I can wear when flying the Knox and of course I'm sure people are looking at like you know can I wear the Titan armor (laughs) Uh, and basically be a ship on a ship Uh, and the response was uh, this uh, they're not sure yet what type of armor you'll be able to wear on in any piloting any vehicle right, or any right. ship, uh, which makes sense, you know, because the thing is, it is going to change uh, your physicality, and one of the things with character creation that they've gone back to time and time again is the fact that you cannot have a short or tall, fat or skinny character model, that right now, the, what will be customizable will be your face, but your body, your frame will always stay the same. So I would imagine that that has to be a challenge when it comes to different armor types. And more than likely, I would guess that you're not necessarily going to be able to wear anything beyond maybe light armor uh, on any in any ship or on any given vehicle. I mean, it's obviously still, you know, wait to see, but that does speak to, you know, how effective a ship like or a vehicle like this will be in actual combat. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um there's still a lot of stuff to be figured out. Yeah. So now the but, Ursa rover, if I remember correctly, has seats inside it, right? Like beyond the pilot seat, and I, I believe it even had uh, like a, a, a locker, didn't it? I believe in. I'm trying to remember from the video. I believe it has. So it seems to me, room in the back. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems to me that you know, without them really kind of expressing it, the design intent is that you know you're going to have. You know, people in armor, kind of riding shotgun in a rover, uh, and the people on you know bikes like the Dragonfly or the Knox, or I, I would I would guess at best only going to be able to wear light armor. I think what we do is we get Mark and we put him in the biggest, baddest armor there is, and we just lash him to the top of the rover, give him a really big gun, and then we just yee-haw! I like this plan. I like it a lot. Mm. 
All right, so very quickly, um, RTV was back. Not really, but um, the Star Citizen Happy Hour Community Show happened on Friday. And uh, though it's not RTV back for realsies, it was at least back for a one-off. And they said that this was because all the devs are head down making the final push for a sooner-than-later TM release of Alpha 3.0. So, oh my God, there were so many puns because Ben was there. It was glorious. However, Jimmy, you know what the best part was? Do tell. An awkward silence. Yes. I wonder where they got that idea. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. I ain't saying nothing. I'm just saying. And then Citizens of the Stars came out today. Citizens of the Stars featuring Matt Intrieri and Knight Rider. Um, if you look real hard, beginning at the 705 point, you will see some mighty fine artwork by those guys with ship's member, Citizen Trick. Yeah. Now, now, this earned him one of this week's MVP awards. Race Day at Selen is the name of the artwork, and by fine, I mean check the team affiliation on the Knox Racer in the immediate foreground at the 710 mark. Those guys are ships for the win! Grats, Citizen Trick. Very, very cool. And uh, he had tweeted about this um, earlier in the week, and there was uh, you could go upvote him in the... Um, his uh, his uh, image up there in the uh, spectrum, and uh, I did. I think uh, some other people did too. So um, maybe maybe we had something to do with this, Jimmy. Maybe it's very possible. Very possible. Uh, Jonto reports from the forum that Seth Zer. That's how I'm going to go. That's how I'm going to say that. Yeah, that's, a, he, that's that's you're going to you're going to own that one. I'm going to own that one. Right. Seth Zer is looking to carpool to CitizenCon from the UK to Germany. Through the channel. <laughs> How cool is that? Very cool. All right. And to this point, our pal Bunyan Snipe has expressed interest. So I'm totally seeing a planes, trains, and automobiles adventure in the works. What do you say, Jimmy? I am excited to see who from TGWS is there and what kind of mischief they cause. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> and speaking of TGWS, as let's see, we got some new members. Uh, today, actually, I think he joined. Uh, <clears throat> no, Robust Meats joined previously. Um, very, very uh, uh, succinct and to the point uh, application. He said, "Nice pod." <laughs> you gotta like a man with, you know, a few words gets gets the I, point across. Uh, I, I don't know what it means, but it makes me feel good. Uh, and then New Q Lar joined us, and I think he joined us today. He says, greeting, fellow verse casters. I, I did not realize he was a verse caster, but yeah. sure. <laughs> greetings. Okay. Sure. Why not? Why not? Thought I'd start by giving you a bit of info about me. As a pastime, I love to play video games. Been loving it ever since my first Nintendo, which gives you a hint as to my age. As a job, I own a company that helps developers and publishers to make video games, movies, and television shows. Entertainment is my life. Quite literary, or literally, 24-7, 365 days a year, and I wouldn't have it any other way. There's only one other job that I would have preferred doing instead of being an entrepreneur. He used a lot of big words. Being an ast- <laughs> Jesus. You're right there? No. Being an astronaut. I am a geek. That was in caps. I build my computers. I modify my telescopes. I'm a huge sci-fi fan. I've been dreaming about the stars and what's out there ever since I can remember. What else is there that could bring me closer to this dream than Star Citizen? Alpha testing for Virgin Galactic? 
No, thank you. You know, I hadn't even given that a, a thought. No? Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. I am thrilled to share this experience with a group of like-minded individuals. Indi- oh, wow. You were just, you know, looks, I'm the one that had my teeth pulled, and you're really struggling today. I don't know, yeah. Such as yourselves. See y'all in the verse. New Q Lar. And then Bob the Dinosaur. I've got a ship, I swear. He said that. Bob, table for one. Bob, your table is ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ride this forever. All right. And then over at the website, uh, Doc Swift and New Q Lar joined us this week. Um, Jimmy, I think that's it. So let's see. Did we go past 10 minutes? Uh, we definitely went past 10 minutes. I'd also like to give a shout out to uh, Fal- Falkroth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falkroth uh, is actually playing Star Wars Galaxies with me. Um, he recently moved into our city, Barataria, on Rory. Uh, dropped, uh, dropped a house. I believe he is uh, working on uh, some... Profession. I'm not sure what. Uh, I'm not sure what he's planning on selling, but he is going to be opening a shop in the city pretty soon. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. He uh, sent me a message on Discord, said, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm on Empire and Flames, and you know, where are you guys at?" And came out and joined our city. Okay, awesome. So if folks are looking to hook up uh, and meet uh, uh, meet uh, you in person in game, uh, can they uh, message you on the Discord? Would that work? Yeah, they could totally message me on Dith- Discord. Wow, Dith- Discord, <laughs> huh? Totally message me on Discord. Um, you can message me on Discord. Uh, you can uh, also, if you're already in Empire of Flames, uh, send me a private message. Uh, send it over to Otho the Hut. Awesome, awesome. Go um and um uh, go touch the hut. No, he shimmies like nobody else. I said it before. All right. Please go to Engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's e n j i n dot com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at thebase.sc, where you can find rebroadcasts of our show happening throughout the week. Go to INN and learn things. It can be found at imperialnews.network. You can reach the podcast, the show. You can reach us by email. Comms at versecast.org is the address. On Twitter, we are at Versecast. Be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. To join our org, go to robertsspaceindustries.com slash org slash Versecast. Do the spectrum, robertsspaceindustries.com slash spectrum slash community slash Versecast. On Steam, we are those guys with ships, and do be sure to check out our Star Citizen gaming community website. It is versecast.org. I'm a learn to read. My name is Gleep. If you get that one, that, that, uh, my, that might be a bit inside baseball, but some folks will get it. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy? Wow. Uh, <laughs> you can find me most chatty over uh, on Twitter, uh, at Jimmy Croker. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've, uh, I was chatting with uh, Tabascoid, uh, Miami Bat. Uh, I was talking with uh, Ghost Monkey Zui, uh, a few other people. Uh, just, you know, back and forth today, having a good time. Uh, nice. Desmarius as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you're always welcome. Pop over there. Uh, I'm happy to uh, to chat it up, uh, and that's at Jimmy Croker. Uh, Quantum Drive uh, is uh, every Thursday night, 9 p.m. PST on the base. Uh, to be fair, I've been on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, the show so, uh, usually I do 13 weeks, 13 weeks on, or 13 weeks on, 13 weeks off. Uh, we are coming up on, I believe, episode 9 of season 3. So okay. I've got just a few more left before we start the new season, and I'll be more chatty about that as we start gearing up for 
uh, for season four, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have 3.0 right around the same time. Uh, yeah, so. it could, could hit it just about right because it's uh, four, got four more shows, and uh, we're looking at uh, the seventh for live release. So, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully we'll see, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so I'm around. Uh, reach out to me on Twitter. Reach out to me on Discord. Uh, keep an eye out for new shows from Quantum Drive coming up soon. All right. Well, until next time, then we are those guys with ships, and this has been the Verse Cast. I don't want to say see you guys anymore, Mark. <laughs> yes! I hope you're happy, bro. Fashion wars to me. Listen, I have spent so much time finally decorating. I can't tell you. It's impossible. <laughs> I saw fashion and I thought of you. I, I, well, to be, to be fair, I thought of you. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>